0: Well, did you say it? Yes, but I didn't mean it that way. Well, you still said it. And that just goes to show that you just talk too much. Hey, this is Michelle Spiva, your Practical Priestess of Wisdom. And I want to welcome you to today's podcast of Wisdom Smack. So join me on the flip as we get into how to stop talking so much. I'll see you on the flip. Oh, yes. The talking too much. Okay, you guys. So we're going to get into it today because uh, there are some things that wisdom is really wanting to bring forward. And that is that we each have to start learning what to share, when to share it, how to say it, how to have tact, and when not to say anything. And the part that I did in the part, I've talked about it before, um, I had a situation where I did a, a presentation with another person. And uh, afterwards, the first thing they said when I thought we had done well, they were like, you talk too much. And then we didn't get the account and they came back and gave me additional feedback that what I said rubbed the participants the wrong way. And so it was a very hurtful time and it was something that was just recurring. Um, I had to learn over the years to stop talking so doggone much. <laughs> and um, um, if you're out there and you're a person where you don't see, you know, any harm in just being forthright and honest with people, I'm just going to say it now. Everybody is not made up the same way. Everybody doesn't have that constitution. And I think one of the deepest hurts is when someone like us has to come against, or come up, uh, be faced with uh, criticisms about it. It can be very hurtful and cutting, because sometimes people can misstrew your words, they can um, muddle your meetings, or they can villainize you. There have been times when I was, you know, younger, that I said something, I did not mean it the way uh, the person received it, and I was the villain. And that was never my intention. And so, Today's podcast is one that is real deep for me because I know all of the years I have tried to work on this. And when I see it happen to others, my heart goes out. And so inspiration behind today is I recently read of a um, a, a new, um, she's not new, but she's a, a newly introduced to the masses comedian. And she has had a few hurts recently because being on the worldwide stage, everybody can see what you do. And because she's a fun loving person, you can tell she's a genuine soul and she likes to make people laugh. Uh, she's said some things, revealed some things that uh, she thought, she, you know, she was, it was just funny and it happened to her, but it involved other people. And um, yeah, those people did not like that she revealed that stuff. And it was hurtful to the point where she has recently made a statement that she is totally changing the way she does comedy, the way she acts, and basically don't ask her anything because, you know, she's retreating behind the veil of silence. And I know, I know of a pain like that. I know when you've, when people say things like that, how it feels and the hurt that they've gone through, because I've been there. And I'm not going to say that I know her pain. I just know of it. And I recognize it when I see it. And so I was like, you know what, maybe this is another wisdom smack that I can share because I had to go through it. (laughs) All right. And I almost wanted to talk about, you know, the aftermath of, of our words and how they can have a lot, take on a life of their own. But for today, I think we're just going to keep it within the veins of stopping talking too much, you know, because it really kind of comes down to that. My grandmother used to always say things like, your business gets out because, because you tell it. And I was like, yeah, That is deep. (laughs) Now, in today's world, it doesn't necessarily have to get out because you told it because people have surveillance. They have people who are just always looking, you know, to find out anything about you. But for the most part, it still kind of sort of holds true. Your business gets out because you tell it. All right. But for what I want to cover today, I think we're going to just try to keep it within the, you know, how you can use wisdoms to help you. Okay. So from the RIP, I want to highlight a few books and the the two I'm going to highlight today are by the same author. I have highlighted them before. Um, And if you haven't gotten them, I encourage you to consider getting them because they are entertaining, but they will also give you a lot of life skills, training, insights from historical figures and the like. So the two books are written by Robert Greene and that's Robert Greene with an E. And one of the books is called The 48 Laws of Power. It's kind of become a classic. And the other one is a newer one called The Laws of Human Nature. And in both of these books, he highlights uh, some issues that people encountered. And some of the issues deal with this very thing of not learning how to hold a confidence and of how not to employ filters on yourself when you're sharing things. OK, and so I just want to put that out there that those are some great reads. You'll learn a lot of stuff. But one of the things that he talks about in both of the books that I want to talk about today with this Stop Talking Too Much is that you want to leave some mystery about yourself. You don't want to tell everything. You want a person to fill in the, the blank spaces with their fantasy of you. And you want to keep it for as long as possible. I'm talking about even with long term friends because if you become to the point where they think they know you, you become less relevant. You become uh, taken for granted, but you also you know just become um, not as important in um, the the dynamics of the relationship. Plus if you're always talking and telling everything about yourself, when are you listening to them? Okay. Um, another, another person that, uh, and it was like, why is it this week that I'm seeing all this stuff? Um, uh, So there is another podcast, very, very popular podcast. And there is this uh, person who is admirable in, in what they know, what they do. And a lot of people love them and they were on, this podcast as a guest and promoting a book or something like that, that they have out. And usually I can deal with it, <laughs> but I think their ADHD was out of control or or something. I, you know what? Let me not say it was ADHD um, because I don't think this person has an ego. Like people were assuming but they continue to interrupt and they continue to go off on tangents and talk about other stuff and everything the person said, it was kind of like, a well, actually, and they wouldn't correct them. And like I said before, it was, um, it was, it was excruciating to watch because it was like, okay, uh, uh, you're wearing me out. And that's a lot for me to say, you're wearing me out. And so I thought about that. And when people do a lot of talking, it can be like in in my case, I'll just be honest with you. I've talked about, you know, worthiness issues that I have had to grow and learn from over the years. And for me, the less I know you, the more I'm talking as a nervous tick. And so over the years, I've learned and I've, I'm, I'm learning how to control that, to, to get back in my body and to not be spazzing out because I'm having to be around people and I feel like it's my job to keep them entertained or whatever. Um, but then on the other side, too, there is this thing that people believe um, about you If you're talking a lot and uh, sharing a lot, that you can either be overconfident, aka arrogant, or you can be egotistical, you know, or you can um, have high security, insecurity. And of those three, I'm going to probably say the latter is most likely right. But then there is also another, and that is um, attention, And I don't want to say necessarily just ADHD. I don't want to say that, but you will find sometimes that when there are people whose minds and thoughts fire so fast that they hop and switch and they continue to talk and they don't even realize that they're cutting the other person off. They don't realize that they're not letting the person get a a word in edgewise or any of that. It's just that's how their mind is working, and they're usually very brilliant in what they. And what they want to say, and so I want to say at this particular time that in my quest to be better, I have actually taken classes and worked, and I'm talking about really worked. Uh, and I guess that's part of the reason why I I do therapy. Um, as a, you know, did as a therapist to learn how to actively listen, learn how to control the need to, to fill the empty space and all of those things. And to learn how to deal with my own securities, my own ego and all of that other stuff. And so when we talk about people talking too much, a lot of times people believe that, uh, The reason you're doing it is so that you can shine and that you have this big ego when, for the most part, that's probably furthest from the case. You might just be trying to find some common ground for people to quote unquote like you or for people to feel entertained uh, like the comedian or like the guest that was on this popular podcast who knows a lot about a lot of things to engage when somebody's asking you a question and all of these thoughts are firing out and you want to get them out <laughs> and you know and and especially if you've been lauded for being able to get all these thoughts out of your mind and people over the years have conditioned you that you know doctor so and so that's that's what we call you up for you know and so it is not as um diabolical as it might seem if you are the one having to enter with someone who just talks so much. They just talk, 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 talk. They are chatty Cathy's, <laughs> you know, chuckling Charles's, they just keep going. It's not usually that they are trying to do something bad, okay? And so with the wisdom that I'm gonna be talking about right now, I'm gonna try to cover this in, in those three veins. So let's talk about insecurity and the wisdoms that we can get about that. Whether you are the talkie the talker, or, or should I say, on the receiving end or the giving end, okay? So dealing with confidence, um, nervousness, people who are, are chatterers, sometimes it is because they have a sense of uh, insecurity about being exposed and being vulnerable, and thus words become their shield. If you suspect that that is you, what I want you to do is try this because one size does not fit all in this. I want you to take some deep breaths and I want you to ask the person or persons that you're talking to, what do you guys think about it? Or what is your thought about this? And then shut up. And if they don't have anything to say and they just look at you, shrug or whatever, then excuse yourself from the conversation because that lets you know they were probably just there being polite because you wouldn't shut up. And so step away and move away and don't take it personally. But if you notice that they're like, oh, okay, and then they engage with you, you've just learned something. You have learned that they were interested in what you were saying. And now you, instead of being this, being a presentation and a monologue, you really have invited them into the conversation. The next part of that is, listen, don't try to come up with the next thing to say. I know it sounds easy, but it is not because when you have this issue, it is habitual and you find that, okay, oh, I want to say this or what do I say next? Or you might start listening and then a thought comes up and all of a sudden you want to get your thought out before you forget it, don't. When that person comes to a natural lull in what they say, guess what? At that time, you don't even have to step in with a ready word. You can take time to consider what they said and you don't even have to fill it with anything like interesting or I see. No, you can actually take time and be like, hmm, I'm actually just trying to get my thoughts around that. Do you know by doing something simple like that, that will save you from having, um, diarrhea of the mouth. It will save you from the nervous energy and it will give you permission to settle back down and collect yourself into, you know, your your, your space and be able to then really have a conversation with the person. Now, what do you say if you're like, okay, Michelle, I'm not that person. I'm the one that gets hemmed in the corner with these talkative people. One of the things that I will say is that For you, unfortunately, if they have no clue, you're going to have to learn how to tactfully talk to them. And you're going to have to say, oh, that, you know, that is so wonderful. I uh, want to, you know, make sure I meet everybody else, mingle with everybody else, or, you know, that is wonderful. Uh, I need to end this conversation real quick. So um, let me let let you finish this thought. And then after you finish this thought, I need to, to go. And that's a tactful way. Now, if a person cannot deal with something as tactful as that, then you're not dealing with this situation I'm talking about. What you're dealing with is a truly and probably a narcissist, egomaniac or something like that. All right. So now let me get to the other one. Um, The next one is, is when you are dealing with someone who has, um, anxiety or uh, nervousness or attention, attention deficits. They can possibly be chatty, chatty, chatty and talky, talky, talky. And the same thing goes for that. If you are, if you're that person in that category, then you know what you may want to do. You may want to catch yourself, complete your thought, ask if they have anything to say. If they don't, excuse yourself Go grab something to put in your hand like uh, uh, some tea or water and go uh, uh, explore the grounds if you're talking to somebody. I mean, if you're in a place where you can do that or find a space in, in some little corner and start to observe people and do it quietly while you're starting to be able to care more about picking up on the the nonverbal communications of the people in the room instead of being the one who is trying to use words as a coping mechanism, okay? And that does bring me to social awkwardness, social anxieties, and those types of things. If that is your case, and then you find that you don't know what to do with yourself, what to do with your hands, your body, your mouth, or whatever, and you continue to say the wrong things, then possibly you will need to find an ally, hopefully, someone who knows you, and will they can help you be, you know, find your your space and have your buffers until you can find your footing to calm back down. Okay. So the next thing is when talking too much, a lot of people do break for other people, but then they interrupt. And this one is one that will totally peeve someone. Okay. And it's not just interruptions of the person starts talking and then you interrupt them. You don't shut up when they want to get something in. You keep talking. Now when it's at this point we look at it from the therapeutic side as something where we're dealing with dominance and submission in a interaction not a relationship just an interaction. And for people who habitually do this meaning that they interrupt or when there is they finally take a breath and you want to interject interject something they keep talking over you they are actively trying Subconsciously, because they're not necessarily aware of this, but they are actively trying to dominate the conversation because of a prevalent insecurity level that they have. And they cannot at that particular time realize that they are not having a conversation. They are having a uh, proclamation, (laughs) they are just presenting. And If that is you, and I hate to say it, but if that is you, a lot of times you won't realize it. But if you suspect it's you, for those people that you talk with that are trusted, ask them, do I interrupt or do I keep? And people say you're talking over me, or do I, you know, you can even say that. Do I do I tend to talk over you or interrupt you? And be ready for the answer. Because a lot of times if you think it's so, it probably is. And you might say, okay, so. That hurts, <laughs> what can I do? And I'm just going to share this one. Now, this one is a wisdom smack, but it's something that I've had to learn to do. And it is called active listening. And you actually listen to what they say. And when the when the natural low goes, you ask them or to you, you, you pronounce or ask them, Let me, is it okay if I repeat back to you so I can understand what you were saying? And then you repeat back to them in your words what they just said. And if they say, yes, that's what I meant, or be prepared if they say, no, that's not what I meant, and let allow them to correct you, you will start learning how to attentively stay engaged in the conversation and that. Okay. So now that we've gotten the confidence, the ego, uh, and all of the other like anxieties and dominance and all that kind of stuff, the last part I want to talk about with regards to talking too much is the content of what you talk about. Now, I, I did say, um, or I, I think I did, but when I was um, having to learn how to interact with customers and clients uh, in some of my training, there were the three main ones that you didn't talk about. You didn't talk about politics, religion, and sex. Well, these days, you also, you don't talk about child rearing um, and you don't talk about finances. So those are some extra ones uh, unless it is in a safe space where people know that this is the deal. This is what we talk about, but those are just things you don't talk about. And so, Going back to when I was looking at the situation that happened with the comedian who uh, got into trouble for sharing things only to get into like social media spats where it became a uh, they said they said kind of thing where the comedian said, well, this happened. And then the person who they said it about said, no, it didn't happen. And they're like, facts, it happened, blah, blah, blah. I was like, we shouldn't be knowing about this. And this is an area of stop talking so much, <laughs> you know. and so. If you're trying to find your filters and you're trying to find your boundaries, the first thing you can do is check, does it fall into those areas? And like I said, the sex area, that's where this comedian got into trouble. There is a reason why people have that saying, kiss, but don't tell. There is also another thing that... Um, you need to be aware of. You need to understand the code of the confidant. The confidant. And that is that the confident person, confidant, is the person where it goes in, but it does not come out. The confidant is so good that people don't even know who their friends are. People don't know Uh, much about them. It goes back to the whole thing that Robert Greene talks about in his many books. They have created the perfect amount of mystery to themselves that makes them intriguing. And thus, you will start to find that the more you become this confidant where you say the right amount, but people say the right amount to you and they never hear it again, it will open up so many doors for you. You see, the big aha that I first started getting once I had to lick my wounds and be, and get over the fact that I was exhibiting anxiety behavior with all my chattiness and my talkativeness whenever I was going somewhere. And when I finally realized it and did the active listening and all of the, you know, not all of the things that I've mentioned to you today, I started realizing that I had a knack for listening. I had a knack for being a confidant. Who would have thought someone who was talking all the time could actually be a person who could shut up, listen, and hold a confidence? And so, Uh, Because of that, it has opened many doors and it has helped me to learn more about myself, more about the people that I um, have various and wonderful interactions with, relationships with, uh, have done business with, and those types of things, all because I I was forced to have to learn about the perils of talking too much and I had to learn the way of the confidant. So in my last few minutes, let me talk a little bit about that. And um, the I like to call it uh, the cure, <laughs> the cure for a wayward mouth. That's what I like to call it. So as a confidant, it's almost like you're a contractor. You listen twice as hard so that when you speak, you don't cut the wrong way. Because when you start to control your need to be affirmed by people, meaning that you take care of your own ego, you take the time to slow down Reoxygenate your mind by taking in deep breaths. Start to ask people, "Well, are you really saying this?" You know, and and say it back to them. It gives you time to find your beat, find your your way in that conversation, and it also causes you to tap into what Dale Carnegie talked about, and that was building rapport with people, and I, that. That book just popped in my mind, Um, but it is a quintessential one for this very thing. You know, his book, How to uh, Win Friends and Influence People, he does a lot about talking about this very thing of talking, uh, finding the right amount to say, what to say, how to say it. And even with that, some of the age-old wisdoms of silence. Silence is the biggest conversation some people need to have. When you are able to learn how to use silence uh, to comfort people, silence to confirm things, silence to allow people the space and um, the encouragement to open up more, it's a powerful thing. I had to realize, I was like, oh my gosh, There are times, you know, when you drop silence in and it does so much heavy lifting, it's amazing. You know, so I actually will will make sure, you know, that book too by Dale Carnegie. It's a great book. He even talks about somebody's name, how when you speak someone's name, it is the sweetest um, words they'll ever hear because it's their name. And that's what helps them connect to their identity, using their name. And I mean, I could just go on and on about that, but I want to make sure that I talk about, when I talk about, you know, the curse of a wayward mouth, a wayward tongue, um, is to learn from the great confidants of of our times and times past. Uh, Great amounts of power are bestowed on those people who have learned the art of what to say, when to say it, and how to say it for those people who have learned the art of how to tactfully say things and for those who have learned how to understand what is for public consumption and what is for private. And that was one of the things that kind of was sad for this comedian uh, over this week because like I said before, I've been there. I know when you said something and it was taken the wrong way. And of course, people think, oh, well, I don't reveal secrets, but maybe you reveal a shared moment you had with someone and they didn't want that moment to be shared. And you thought nothing was wrong with it, but because you shared it and said, oh, and they were with me, you have caused almost irreparable damage where they can't trust you anymore. Um, The more you start to work in your life to grasp the wisdoms and to become a better person. It gets down to the simple things of being uh, able to have some self-restraint and control when you are in the midst of people, understanding how deep you can go with someone with what you share and when to shut up about certain things. There are some people that you know, you could tell them something so deep and painful that it would cause you to flinch and you would never have to hear it again from them or you would never hear it again that they said it to anybody else because their confidants game is so tight. Um, this is the reason why t- in today's world, a lot of people with a lot of power make those around them sign NDAs, non-disclosure agreements, because they want to make sure that people know how not to talk so much. <laughs> because loose lips still sinks sink ships, and so I am hoping that in this wisdom you've understood that yes, you might not have meant it the way you you said it, but. When you don't employ your own self-imposed filters and discretions about what comes out of your mouth, they can do irreparable damage. People don't care if you are nervous, anxious, and you're just talking, talking, talking. You they, you won't have people around you. If you are a person who interrupts people or talks over people in your need for dominance because of insecurities, people won't want to talk to you. If you have ADHD, get it under control because people might think you're just an egomaniac. Okay, so please just help yourself and allow this Wisdom Smack to work on you and through you. So guess what? Yep. My time is up. I thank you for yours. This has been Michelle Spiva with another podcast of Wisdom Smack. And I really hope this helps you all for real. Don't forget to check the show notes for any books mentioned and our Amazon link. And that's going to do it for today. I will see y'all tomorrow. Bye. (laughs)